following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 435. Uh, that number is really kind of irrelevant now, since I took basically the summer off of this program. Uh, there had been the, the, the sporadic one that came here and there. Uh, now that the summer is basically behind us, uh, you know, it's need, we need to get back into it. And uh, there's, a, there's a couple of reasons why this was sort of happening. Um, not that I need to explain myself, but I will. Uh, the point being is that typically shows like this have a have a, a lower audience capture during the summer months, and it, that's not really much of an excuse. But it but it it gave me the time. That's what I needed was the time uh, to get some things done. And it's not mitigating anything because uh, <laughs> there's always something that needs to be done. So uh, here's here's the way it's here's the way we're we're, we're talking about as we get into the fall here. Uh, this is uh, this is early October of 2022, uh, the fourth to be specific. Uh, this will air on the fifth, or actually the sixth at midnight uh, is kind of where that works, or the fifth at midnight. Uh, and we're going to be making it available again for download and all that other stuff. And and the reason why a lot of that kind of got held back was because, frankly, I bit off more than I could chew. I went into this year with the idea that maybe I could uh, kind of slow down some of my role, but you know, you know how that goes. You think, yeah, yeah it'd be a nice idea. Maybe I should you know, slow it down a little bit, you know, spend a little bit less time slaving over the, all the, 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 the little stuff with the studio, you know, the, the little bits of things that tend to become a problem from time to time. And that's fine. That's all well and good. And I did, I did for the most part, did, you know, obviously because this show was the one that kind of fell between the cracks and, and that's the way it went. And that's all well and good. You know, I'm not lamenting it. A lot of people haven't really been lamenting it. And it's, you know, I did talk to a few people that were like, hey, I've been catching the show on the air. Uh, where's the downloads and all that? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm taking some time off. And, and uh, you know, kind of you, when you juggle a lot of things at one time, you know, you're afraid that some things are going to fall through the cracks. And this was not really one of those shows. It kind of did. It was sort of by design that we just take some time off and ease my way off um a couple of things we're, we're in production now with a new show at radio memphis that will air this coming saturday uh the radio memphis live uh thing it's uh it's the saturday night saturday night main event we're taping it in front of a live studio audience and it's a comedy show and a music thing uh kind of a little variety thing runs about an hour and a half maybe a little bit longer and this was the brainchild of the Afternoon Cats, Maddox specifically. And uh, I told him, I said, I'd help him do it. And so far, the production of it has been, you know, pretty smooth. And sometimes the production of it usually happens on a night when I would do this. And it made it sense to just say, you know, back off a bit and let's let's uh, kind of get some things done. And there were a few things that I want to get into. Just like, I, you know, like with this episode, we're going to get into something that's been kind of gnawing on me and... Uh, and as the you know the public uh, talks about various things, I like to get into what that is as well. And there's a ton of shows like this out there. You know, I, I've no illusions of any grandeur of any of any type. It's not like we're out to set any major awards or anything like that. We've we've earned a lot. We have. I mean, we've been listed in the top twenty shows in America. What uh, twenty twenty? I think it was twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. 
and uh, that was that was cool. And uh, at the same time, I just didn't want the quality of the thing to suffer from it. So it was just better to just not do it and just run some reruns from time to time. And that's what we did. So with that being said, <laughs> you know, sometimes the best way to I guess the best way to really kind of phrase this for anybody is that sometimes the process gets in the way of the product. You know what I mean? That's what happens. And the process being the physical act of sitting down and trying to deliver some quote-unquote quality type of, of uh, uh, airtime or listening time or stream time, whatever it is, however it is that you get the program. And that's relatively critical. And you you don't want to just sit there and go through the motions and go through the, the things and all that other stuff. And there's a, there's a certain thing, you know, because remember – I talked about this years ago that there had been times that I had floated with just killing this thing. But the problem is from Radio Land has it has a a certain um certain feel to it as far as production goes and even as far as listening goes and I've heard this from several people and coming from, you know, me myself here there there it feels like an old shoe to do this show and I mean that in a good way. Uh, an old comfortable house slipper type of shoe. It's 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 warm. It's it's fun. It's comfortable. It's there's really not any heavy lifting that goes along with it. And the break has given me a time to sort of not have to think about this program. But I mean, there's other ways I could have handled this. I could have had somebody else do it. But yeah, you know, the reruns exist for a reason. You know, (laughs) that's that's kind of a thing. On top of that, uh, those of you who know me know that I um, I do another thing that does uh uh that 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 happens and it does command a, a fair amount of my time and that is that as a I'm a voice actor I am a a narrator specifically in the world of uh, audiobooks as a matter of fact right now I'm in just about what am I about a third of the way through a production now of a murder mystery a wonderful book written by Billy Fister um it's called A Nose in Front it's uh um, a, a lovely fictional piece set in the world of the uh, the horse racing world. The, it's sort of like Dick Francis if you're hip, but this is a little a lot different actually. Uh, there's <laughs> the, it's all a first person narrative, and it's a guy solving, uh, in essence, kind of haphazardly at best, solving a crime uh, that he's been sort of forced into because he can't get any help from anywhere else. It seems, but uh, but it's fun because. The, the the lead in this, uh, you know, the guy who tells the story, is uh, kind of a he's a he's a bit of a hillbilly, and he's got kind of this Forrest Gump thing kind of going along with the way he does things, and it's it's clever, it's a very clever book. I'm enjoying the piss out of the production of it, and we've had to schedule, you know, a lot of things around that because some of those some of those books, those productions can be a cruel mistress, man. You know, <laughs> they they certainly can. But uh, but, you know, sometimes that that has to be done because that's what makes the makes the wheels go round uh, here at the studio and here at the house and everything that goes with it. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's been a thing. And I'll tell you more about uh, the book as we uh, as we get closer to wrapping it up. I'm expecting it to be released uh, sometime before the end of November, I think. Uh, I think that's the production schedule. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how we see how that goes. It's tricky doing basically a 10 hour book. Uh, in character, like through the whole thing with other characters involved. It's fun. It really is. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and it's been so far a good ride. So 
that end of my professional life is also, you know, it got in the way of other, you know, life gets in the way of a good time. But, you know, sitting down and, and going through the uh, schedules here of late, I thought, you know, it's time to, uh, it's time to, uh, you know, crack open the door to the studio uh, and do something a little different, how to, you know, get back into what's actually more comfortable. And that's this show from Radioland. And that's exactly what we're doing. So after that lengthy <laughs> explanation, uh, it's time to get into it. So what we'll do is we'll pause like we always do. We'll take it. There's not the structurally the show is not changing at all. It's still the same thing. So um, we'll pause and then uh, we'll be back very, very, very briefly. It's a short little break. And when we come back, we'll uh, we'll have a chat about a couple of things and then we'll just we'll just move along. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your patience. And we'll have some fun as it continues right after this from Radio Memphis. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 855-380-5703. 855-380-5703. That's 855-380-5703. You could tell I was a little rusty because I said from Radio Memphis when I should have said from Radioland. And yeah, it's pre-recorded and I should have been the I should have been the better producer and said Hey guys, scratch that. Uh, let's fix that in post. That's not no. We've never done. We've never done that. This show has always been, like everything else we do, a live feel. This is recorded live, basically warts and all. I think over the course of these four hundred something episodes that we've done, there's only been I think two or three times where I've just completely busted a take and had to redo the whole thing. It happens. It's rare. But it happens. It's like the it's like the guys that, that do the podcast thing. Uh, you know, they're the smaller shows, and they you know they 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 take it almost too almost take themselves too seriously. I got to edit out all the breaths, <sighs> and I, <laughs> they've got to they got to fix you know the ums and the ahs. And I'm you know look, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, thirty something years I've been doing this, and so yeah, there's. There's going to be mistakes. That's just the way it is. But for the most part, it's it's a stream of consciousness. There's very little notes, if in any, on this particular episode. There are none, as we've done most of the time. Because once I have a thing in my head on what we're, what we're going to get into, then I just kind of go with it and let's see where it goes. It is truly improvisation as best as we can do it. And uh, that's what actually this whole thing's kind of helped me out. It really has. So that's that's good. And that's why I, when I get back and I get into doing this on a regular thing, it's actually quite refreshing. So that's uh, that's kind of fun. So what are we what is it? What is it this time, Rick? What are we doing? Where are you going, man? Quit making excuses and, and deliver the funny. Well, I don't know how funny this may be, but I do have an observation about fear 
it makes sense. We're we're coming up into the you know the Halloween season. A lot of people have got their homes and their houses decorated with Halloween stuff here in the fourth of October, which is this you know this 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 production. And you got spooky movies coming out, and you got all sorts of fun things that are happening. People are figuring out their costumes and parties, and this is a post-pandemic thing, so everybody's getting excited and getting wound up and looking to take part in it. And uh, you know, it's on a Monday this year, the Halloween. And you know, hopefully the weather will part- will cooperate, and the young kids can participate and go out and get the candy and be all spooky and fun, and that's that's good. That's a really good thing. I kind of I, I dig it in in its proper frame, you know. So what what I'm talking about with fear though is the real world fear. I'm not talking monsters per se. I'm not talking about you know fictional scenarios that scare people and all of that. Lord knows this world is filled with that. But I'm talking about good old-fashioned American fear. And this comes to us in a rather controversial form because, you know, as I approached on how I was going to, you know, approach this, and, I, you know, like I said, I don't make any notes about it. There's some mental notes that happen, and I thought, well, you know, there's got to be a particular way we can handle this because this will – this may – this may, it probably won't, but it may – uh, it may raise a few hackles with some of you out there that are listening to this because you might find yourself uh, felt put upon by what I'm going to say. And when I'm referring to American fear, I'm talking about something that is almost exclusively American, and that is this notion of the the, the hate groups that exist out there. And I'm, I'm basing this all around one particular incident that happened a couple of weeks ago, and it was... Um, a private event that was supposed to be held at a museum here in Memphis. Uh, it's a place called the Museum of Science and History, MOSH, uh, formerly known as the Pink Palace Museum. It's a lovely place. It really is. Uh, if you're looking for some serious museum time with the kids, you know, take them, take them over there. You'll learn some really cool stuff. At any rate, there was, a, there was an event scheduled on a Friday evening, I think it was, and it was uh, – Build as a family-friendly event, even though it was private, and it was uh, it was book readings by drag queens. And I know when when you when, it seems like so odd to hear that, and it's been in the news. And for a lot of people, it's like, oh, whatever, you know. It's like, oh, that's clever. Some people are like, hey, yeah, I love the culture. Let's you know, let's go have some fun with the drag queens, and let's you know. And it is harmless. It's it's almost cartoony in a way. There's no agenda that's being passed. It's just it's entertainment. And for most people that uh, that are well adjusted, don't have a problem with any of this. And because it's family friendly, there's no language. There's no nudity. There's none of that stuff going on. It's just people getting together and having a good time. And in this particular case. As I mentioned, it was family friendly and it was it was set to happen and everything was good to go. I think it was a 7 p.m. start time, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I don't know that that it's even relevant to the story, but it didn't happen. It kind of got shut down over a number of things that we'll, we'll start with who came to this event that really should not have been there because they were there not for the purposes of promoting this or supporting this, they came to bitch about it, and bitch they did. And who did the bitching? The Proud Boys. These are cowards. They're part of that small group of people in this country that 
are filled with hate and they want to dictate their points of view onto you. Their argument is going to be, well, the drag queens are putting their deal onto us. No, they're not. If you don't like it, don't go. It's just that simple. That's the beauty of this country. The United States of America offers choice. We we don't we typically don't let laws get in the way of that. You shouldn't have to. That's dumb. If you don't like abortion, don't get one. You don't like gay marriage, don't marry a homosexual individual. If you don't blah, don't blah. It's that simple. But the Proud Boys had to show up and make us stink. And what's weird is it seems from what I gathered, I wasn't there, but from what I from what I had seen, they were on the property of the museum. They were in the parking lot and they were between the parking lot and the doors to this event. And they it made some people nervous because look, let's be frank here, the Proud Boys is a terrorist organization. No two ways around that. They usually show up armed at certain events. They want to make a statement. They want to, they want to just, you know, I don't know what they want to do. They're, they're just, they're narrow-minded and they're filled with fear. And I was talking to a couple of friends about that very notion. A friend of, uh, a friend of the, st- the station, she was down at uh, one of the events we were doing. And she was talking about this and I said, look, I'm thinking about, you know, um, you know, bringing back from Radioland with that, with that story and retelling it with the twist that I like to give it. And that is the, the, which is the fact. And the fact is, this is an organization built in fear and they don't like, they don't want the status quo. They want it. They really truly want to take America back. They want to make America great. Again, they want to go back in time, back into a time where, you know, these sorts of things were kept tight, you know, tightly locked away in a closet somewhere. And we didn't let these things out because, Ooh, we just can't have this. And, Oh my God, my kid might catch the gay hanging around a bunch of drag queens, which, you know, clearly these are people that don't understand how that culture is and what it's about. And it's free expression. It's what it's what, whatever they want it to be. Whatever you want to take away from that is what they're willing to give you as their expression. And that's all that was. And there's a group of people there that just are having problems with it. And it's gotten to be where it's sort of militant. Down to the point where shades of, you know, late 1930s Nazism, I'm not afraid to call it for what it is. It's bigotry. These, these are people who kind of hold themselves out to be the quote-unquote master race. And it's like, wow, fellas, if you're the master race, then y'all are, yeah, you're, this is all de-evolution. Oh, you can't talk about evolution. This is God's thing. Oh, whatever. So when I was talking to my friend about this and I said, you know, I was, was going to handle this and, and how to mention it. And, you know, she was, you know, she's like a lot of people, you know, in America that when these organizations and these points of view raise their ugly head, the first thought is, well, they carry guns. And my thought was, yeah, so what? So what? So they carry a gun. So they have a, me- a megaphone, a microphone. So they like to wave the American flag and force patriotism onto you, which is not patriotic, by the way. But they push this, they push their agenda as a counter to the agenda you're pushing onto other people or some whatever bullshit you want to believe. And I said, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I, I really don't. I, I don't have a problem with what people want to do per se, but when it, when it comes to the installation of fear, then that's a problem. These are, these are cowards. 
the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, you know, all of what, what, whatever names that they want to go, in, they all basically are parts of the Ku Klux Klan as far as I'm concerned. I don't see a difference. They're hate groups. They run in the circles of fear, and they'll, they'll have particular problems with things. Like even what I'm saying right now would probably just piss them off if they showed, you know, so chose to listen to it, maybe. Am I picking a fight with them? Yeah, no. You know, do I want any trouble? No. Is it going to shut me up? No. In fact, if any one of these idiots want to, you know, come down to the studio sometime on the air, LJ and I are on, you know, every weekday, Monday through Friday from 9 to 2, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. If any of y'all want to come down and show your face, please check your weapon at the door. That'd be kind of cool because something about the landlady involved would probably would prefer that. If you want to come down, I'll give you a hot mic. I'd like to hear you defend yourself. That's not the first time I've done that on this on this program. And I've heard them speak before, and they sound like idiots when they do this. And, you know, it's, it's whatever. But, you know, I can assure you that I will, as LJ and I will, he and I have talked about it, that, that we would both offer a debate, perhaps. I know that's another dirty word with uh, some of these po- folks. They want to argue. Argument is, is not very healthy. Fighting is unhealthy. Debate, there you go. I guess some argument can be thrown into the healthy part because it's a healthy argument. It's okay. It's a discourse between two individuals having a conversation or three individuals or whatever, one side versus the other side. You want to come down, say your piece, bring it. Get with us. We'll schedule it. It'll be big. You're capitalizing on it. You're goddamn right I am because I know how this works. And if it gets out of hand, I push a button, neither one of us quit, you know, neither one of us keep talking, and off to music we go. I know I'm not I'm not out there to win a fight. No, I'm not even out there to win a debate or win an argument. I'm out there to listen to what you people want to say. Seems kind of weird, doesn't it? But that's how this works. I've already made up my mind. LJ has made up his mind. The people that would be potentially sitting across the table from us would have made their minds. So really, it's just a matter of either trying to find a common ground or finding out what it is precisely has got everybody all worked up. I know it sounds, it sounds, why, Rick, that sounds crazy, man. That's crazy talk. What are you doing? You're giving these people a platform. No, I'm giving them a microphone for a moment to hear what they have to say. Not that any of it's really legitimate or not, but if if somebody's going to be ballsy enough to come down and go toe-to-toe with people like me or LJ, you know, I've, I've, I've said it before when I was in production with uh, drinking with dead people that there's a lot of cemeteries and headstones out there that are, you know, graves that are filled with those of the brave. They really are. It doesn't stop. It still goes on. Choosing what it is that we would call our end, you know, the the hill upon which to die on, you know, that. Metaphorically, yes. Yeah, so physically, I don't we don't need any of that. That's that's why that's you know, we're just not gonna do that. But if if there's anybody who thinks that they've got what it takes to come have a an honest discourse without it. And the second either side loses their shit, the button's getting pushed and the mics are turning off. That's just it. You know, it's not gonna devolve into a screaming match. That would be ridiculous then nothing gets accomplished except for the audience going, oh, man, I was getting good. <laughs> I wanted to hear you go off. 
No, I, I have learned in my years that uh, that just becomes sort of a circus act, if you will, when you when you when you push your shit that far to make that kind of happen. That becomes sort of dumb. It's like setting something up to fail, and I don't want that. But uh, but you know, I do stand by my ground, and I'll explain it to them, just like I'm explaining to you now, that these people are cowards. They feel like they have to walk around with a with an assault style rifle. They gotta they gotta keep their hand on the on the gun because you know the good guy with the gun, which does nothing, absolutely nothing. We've seen that happen. They've had plenty of opportunity here of late in this town with some of the violent shit that we've had to endure. That there was never a good guy with a gun around to stop it. With all you know, that's a whole other thing. They get into statistics and shit, and I'm not gonna go that route here on this show. But you know. It serves no purpose to me. These groups, these organizations, they were, they had always been there before 2017 when Trump took office. Is that right? Yeah, it's always been that way. The problem is, is that the light was shined on them, shined, shone. The light was turned on to them, and they began to go, "Hey, we're in the spotlight now," because the leader of this country was buying into us. And were supporting us and said lovely things about us. And the rest of us went, <laughs> yeah, about that. We don't, we don't need that. And now that we've gotten past that, we still have these, these issues. I mean, come on. Let's be realistic here. Audiences are fickle. And that's one thing that the Proud Boys and groups such as have failed to understand. There was a rally for uh, that uh, the, the last guy held. I forget. Was it Ohio, I think? 15 minutes in, people were just walking out. They were streaming out of it. It had enough. Because, you know, Trump is looking like a crazy old man. And more and more evidence has come out to show that he truly is a bit nutty. Ah, yeah, there is that. And then that whole thing about, you know, given the salute that the the number one thing, that whole QAnon bullshit, where we go one, we go all. And that dramatic music while, you know, he's up there ad-libbing about the, you know, the how wonderful this country would be if he were back in command and all that other shit. And, and it looked like they were all giving the, the the Nazi salute. And it got to the point where the audience now has been told not to do that. Even they saw the optics as being kind of bad. But that just shows you how narrow-minded a lot of these folks are. So with that, I'd like to I'd like to offer this, aside from the conversation, that which will probably never happen because we'll never hear from these these clowns. But the, I'd like to offer you this, that there is no reason why anybody in America should ever have to live with any type of fear. These people notwithstanding, oh, they, they're afraid of everything. They're afraid of their own shadows. They're a little jumpy. That's why they got to carry all the guns. Something's going to happen. Oh, there's going to be a, some minority coming through here. It's going to be a problem. I mean, it's racism. That's all this is. That's all it is. That's all it ever is. Oh, no, there's people of color inside the Proud Boys. Yeah, about that. Um, that's a whole different deal. But we all know what's going on. You're not You're not fooling anybody. The other side of that fear coin <coughs> is the simple fact that <coughs> the rest of us in America that live our lives as people politically free as we possibly can, aside from the obvious times. When it's time to vote, yes, you go and you vote and you do your thing. You engage 
with the government, local, regional, statewide, federal. You get involved in all of it when you can, but don't live and die by that. That'd be ridiculous. That's sort of the sort of the idea. But you shouldn't have to wake up and being in fear like my friend was like, well, they got guns. Yeah, yeah, so what? So, so I don't I don't care. When 9-11 happened and the dust settled, proverbially and literally, from what happened there, there was a lot of people who said, well, I'll never get on a plane again. And my thought was, I'm not going to live in that kind of fear. That's exactly what they wanted you to think, that you'll never do that again. It was disruption. That's how terrorism works in this country. It's done for the whole point to disrupt things. You're not a target. You're, 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 they just want you to be, they want you to be afraid. They, they all this notion now, was it Fox that's going around talking about how dangerous Halloween is? You know, you should, you know, don't let your kids go trick or treating. They're going to come home with bags of fentanyl and joints. Really? Not since 1958, back when they want to take America to, had anything like that happened. And it was an isolated incident involving a guy who was trying to do in his own kid. You know, and that was, it was, it, it, it just, it, there were no strangers slipping shit into people's bags. It's just, that was ridiculous. Oh, they're going to get you on that fentanyl. Hey, look, where is dude with the free dope? We've been looking for him for a long time. I was warned about him from my mother back when I was a little kid. Oh, you got to be watching with those guys. They're going to give you one of them free, you know, marijuana joints, you know, one of them. They're going to get you high and they'll give you that first one free and then you'll be hooked. I'm still looking for dude. <laughs> I know, not to make light of a serious situation, but I do. And my sarcasm does run deep. However, it's not going to stop me from wanting to live my life. If I want to go to a, uh, a venue and catch a show, even though there's like, oh, you got to look out for people that going to be shooting you in there. Oh, come on. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But if every, every one of us are getting in a car and we're driving down to wherever, you're taking your life in your hands driving around in any city, especially this one where people don't understand how traffic lights work. That's <laughs> the pedal on the left stops the car. The pedal on the right makes it go forward. You know, that kind of thing. You take your lives in your hand with that because you got, you're got you like everybody else. You got someplace to be. But it's this, oh, it's getting dark outside. I think I got to go home. Oh, we're hearing stories about people, these threats, and they're wanting to drive and they want to kill people. I think I'm going to go home. Yeah, well, go home if that's what you want to do. But, you know, I'm certainly not going to let some feeble-minded freak try and tell me how to live my life. If I want to go to a drag show, then I'll go. Hell, the wife and I would love to, you know, we probably should be going to because they're highly entertaining. If you've never been to one, I highly recommend it. They're a blast. They're an absolute blast. And they're a part of show business. And, you know, we talk about that here. They're a part of show business that's, you know, that's that's viable. It's a thing. You know, Milton Berle was all about it. You know, <laughs> he dressed in drag from time to time. It's all part of the act. It's well, there's a lot more to it. And, I'm, and this isn't entirely about what it is. I'm not trying to defend them per se. They don't need my help with that. But I'm there to support. You know, it's not my lifestyle, but I'm, I'm easily amused. I'm easily entertained and I will definitely go. So really the point of all of this is that when you hear the chatter that floats around online. You know, oh, there's going to be a civil war if, there, if Trump gets indicted. No, there's not. No, there's not. I'll tell you why. 
because we're already in one. We're in a civil war right now. It's just not as disruptive, which I guess is a good thing. And as I was predicted, it was, you know, a, the fracturing of a political party. And that's and that's that. And it'll heal itself and things will get back to normal. They always do. And it's just like with the old adage in physics that physics fit in the physics physics. I was smart in school once in physics that nature abhors a vacuum. The problem was that the last guy became such a massive entity in the media, specifically social media, and his mouth, which belonged in a circus, quite frankly, had created such a thing that had weight and gravity to it that when he does go away or as he deflates, something else will fill that void. And this is why it's important for you to stay on your toes. You don't know what that what's going to be filled with. We know what we don't want. You know, we don't need the hate. We don't need the crap. We don't need the bullshit that goes along with it. You know, don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go to a grocery store. Don't be afraid to go to a movie theater. Don't be afraid to go to a restaurant. Don't be afraid to go to an event. <clears throat> Shortly after this event over at the museum, there was a. Uh, uh, like a parade of some sort, it was a small rally, if you will. But it was a, it was like support your drag performers, and and there they were. They were in Cooper Young here, where we are, and then down at Overton Square, all Midtown, under what a, what a mile and a half apart, something like two miles. And there, there were people that was they were out waving waving flags and and saying hello, and it was gay people and straight people and black people and white people and Mexicans and everybody. It was everybody. Because it was a it's a community thing. That's the important part of all of this is to be a part of that community. And I'm sure there were some people on the sidelines like, "Well, oh, we're proud boys, but we're outnumbered." Uh huh. You probably were. Oh, they're gonna come into town. Come into town. They're already here. You know, stand up to them. They're cowards. Oh, but they got guns. They're not going to shoot you. The second one of these idiots does pull the trigger on one of those assault rifles in an event like that, and they kill somebody or hurt somebody, that'll be the end of it. It truly will. It'll be the end of that organization, not the drag queens or whatever they're protesting. It'll be the end of that organization. You can see these things coming before bad things happen. All you have to do is be a little perceptive. Oh, bro, you're talking about being woke, snowflake. <laughs> it's not about being woke. I hate that term. I hate it as much as the as the, the conservative side. No, it's being aware. It's paying attention. It's being perceptive. You know, there's that thing about, you know, try not and be a victim of a mugging. Try not, just don't, you know, you don't want to hold yourself out to be, you know, holding your phone at the end of your hand or putting it in your pocket where you're going to be pickpocketed or, you know, your lady's carrying a purse a little loosely or whatnot, you know. Try not to be a victim. I know there's people that go, oh, you can't say that. You're victimizing the victim. No, I'm telling you to be smart. Don't walk in the shadows. Have a friend walk you to your car. Travel in numbers. Be safe. We do that here. I, You know, the wife and I do that. We don't walk around that much at night unless there's somebody with us, you know, or with me. I don't walk alone. She doesn't walk alone. You know, we both take the dog out, of, you know, at nighttime and, and it gives us a chance to talk and whatnot. Nobody's going to bother us. God damn. Take responsibility for protecting yourself. I know it's not an easy thing to do, but and it's controversial in and of itself, but that's just the way it is. So be safe. Don't be a fool. 
and you find yourself in a better position where things are like, okay, lay your, I look, I do this every night. I lay my head down every night when I sleep, whenever that may be, sometimes early in the morning. And I do so with a clean conscience. And I do so with the notion that um, I feel relatively safe in my world because I care about the things that are happening around me. Do the same and your life will be so much better. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. You know, perceptions are a thing. We've talked about that before in relation to the, uh, to like the Indian restaurant where you perceive that what comes out of the kitchen is being whipped up by, you know, some little, uh, some little Indian lady who, who has been family da- handed down recipes from her family and the food is all fantastic and stuff. And actually, it's not. It's dude. He's like 18 and he's working back there. He knows what he's doing. The same thing happens in the real world. And I'm talking about with social media. Damn, if Zuckerberg hasn't shot his wad, he doesn't look too good in the process, doesn't he? The man's hemorrhaging money, and he's like, oh, I don't know, give me a chance, man, I can do this, I can get the meta thing going. It turns out his target audience has turned around and went, you know what, yeah, about this whole Facebook thing, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go over here to TikTok. They're a lot more fun, and they're not as, they're not, they don't seem to be as crazy, but once again, it's all about perception. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Yes, that will be next week. And uh, as we uh, get Radio Memphis back up and running, we're going to blow the cobwebs out of here, blow the dust out of the studio. The break is over. This may be an annual thing. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care. <coughs> but uh, but there it is. All the shows that did happen during the break that aired exclusively on Radio Memphis will not be available on demand. Well, gee, Rick, why are you going to do that? Because they weren't that great, to be honest with you. Not that this one was any award winner, but you never know. You never know. But this will all start to return back to uh, its usual locations available. Where you get your shows... If you caught it on uh, on a Wednesday night at midnight or Thursday morning, however you want to talk about it, uh, however you want to think about it, thank you so very much for uh, tuning in and be a part of it. Wherever it is that you get this show, you'll be able to get it again, and away we go. Head first, I tell you what, balls deep into the holidays we go. Dude, I think I, we were talking about this the other morning, that uh, the wife and I went to Big Lots, you know, that place where they, they have like, Stuff that they're getting rid of, like clearance items and shit like that. Busted boxes and things. And in the back corner of this one we went to, the one on summer for those that live around here. Hey, this is this is like 
the 1st of October. They had a shitload of Christmas stuff set up. Oh, they had trees and Santas and snowmen, and they had, uh, like, wreaths and ornaments and boxes of lights and shit. And I was like, God! I know we do it every year. We bitch about this stupid stuff, but, eh, what are you going to do? It just, I don't know, the, the luster of the holidays just wears off. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The holiday season in America starts at Halloween. It ends at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I'd say maybe before then. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So there you go. That's it. We're done for this uh, for this time. Thanks again for, uh, for, for tuning in and listening. And tell a friend and say, hey, from Radio Land is back. Rick's back on the box. He's going to be, he's doing some stuff. He's bitching. What was he, what's he complaining about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. <laughs>